Hello to our listeners in Plateau State. It is another pleasant Saturday and you are on to your most compelling weekend delight, NASCO Moments Radio Show, powered by your quality foods and household products provider, NASCO Group, Nigeria. Do you know where your children are at this moment? On this program, we educate, inform and enlighten you on contemporary issues that are so dear to your hearts. This week's edition has been packaged along this line and we invite you to stay tuned especially if you are a road user in Nigeria. The alarming rate of accidents on the roads generally has remained worrisome all over the world. Every day, thousands of lives are lost and many more either left with various degrees of injury or permanently incapacitated as a result of these very unfortunate but preventable road mishaps. And although most of the road accidents are not usually documented, the World Health Organization, WHO, however estimates that nearly 1.3 million people die in road crashes each year, on average of 3,287 deaths a day. This number is besides the between 20 and 50 million who are usually injured or disabled. According to figures, more than half of all road traffic deaths occur among young persons aged between 15 and 44. The report, which is for the first and second quarters of the year, shows that 1,207 died in the first quarter and 1,207 in the second. It further indicates that 2,556 road accidents occurred in the first quarter of the year, while 2,503 occurred in the second quarter. Sadly, these road accidents are no respecter of persons as both the low and high in the society are vulnerable, with the highest risk bearers being pedestrians, cyclists, motorists, and passengers of vehicles. It was in an attempt to address some of these identified problems and make the highway safe for motorists and other road users that the federal government in 1988 established the Federal Road Safety Corps, FRSC. The Corps is among others charged with the responsibility of preventing or minimizing accidents through various strategies. But how far has the Corps gone in discharging this mandate? What are some of the strategies that have been adopted by the Corps to realize its mandate and are road users being adequately enlightened on basic road traffic rules and regulations? To answer these questions and others, we have invited the Corps Commander, Plateau State Command, Mrs. Patricia Imodi, to share her thoughts and give us a further insight on how to strengthen road safety compliance measures through sustained public awareness. Good morning, I'm Hudun Gyang. Flavor you may need. Yes, yes, so crunchy and so creamy. Yes, yes, it's oven fresh and tasty for the young and everybody. Take a bite and get the feeling that you get what you away with Nasco biscuits today. Nasco cream biscuits, Nasco shortcake biscuits, Nasco cream crackers, Nasco biscuits, cream of biscuits. We're very, very glad to have you on the program. Welcome. Good morning. I'm happy to be here too. Okay. Um, what is the mandate of the Federal Road Safety Corps? Very simple, to create safe motoring environment for all road users. Okay. Now, what are some of the strategies the Corps has adopted to achieve this mandate? First and foremost, robust public education and public enlightenment, such as what we are doing right now. 
is one of our mark, one of the things we are doing. Mm. What more? Um, improved um, operations. For example, we, we continue to create new commands along the routes to calm traffic issues on the highways. And um, we deploy many more people. Uh, special marshals, we have many more special marshals because they're actually volunteers who support the activities of the FRSC. Because the FRSC as a core does not really have enough manpower to do it all. So we have special marshals who support us. Okay. And they also do just exactly what they your have, officers do? They have all the same do. rights, everything we do. The only difference is that whereas we get salaries, they don't get salaries. They're actually volunteers. We call them men of proven integrity, men who have jobs to do. They must have vehicles. They must, have, they have, must be licensed to drive. And they must have a passion for road safety issues. Now, can you identify some of the factors that are responsible for some of the road mishaps that we see? Human attitude accounts for most of it. Drunk driving, speed, um, overloading. So basically, human factor. Errors from the driver, errors from passengers, errors from pedestrians. And you'll ask, how would a, 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 a passenger encourage crash? If a driver is speeding, and the passenger doesn't say anything. He's inadvertently encouraging the driver to go on. If the passenger is encouraging the driver to keep talking rather than allowing him to concentrate, he's, a, he's trying to create a crash environment. If you sometimes in vehicles, you, the driver is, is concentrating, he doesn't want to speed. You have drivers, especially amongst private drivers who drive, who people who call car owners, they encourage the drivers to speed because they don't plan their journeys. So everyone is involved. So if we're able to handle the human aspect of it, I'm very sure the crashes will come down. Okay, apart from the human angle, what else could be responsible? Bad roads. Bad roads, as we have so many of them now, potholes everywhere, lack of road furniture and signages on our highways, they create the environment for crashes. Hmm. Yes. What about um, street lights? Uh... They're part of road furniture. Street hmm. lights are part of road furniture. Hmm. Yes. Especially at nights where you don't, where you have, where everywhere is dark. And there's no light, people can't see what we expect are crashes. This is the NASCO Moment radio talk show. Thank you for joining us. Today we are talking about road safety compliance measures through sustained public awareness. We'll be back right after this break. Ah, ah. Mama Shakara, eh? this your shabby city shine on. <laughs> and now don't fit. How manage? Ah, my sister. Brightex white detergent, oh. Brightex detergent, not the fade cloth at all at all. And if they wash clothes clean, well, well, it gets power to come out all the nyama nyama stain and dirty no matter how it be. You not go chop and soak? No, you know the chop and do. And it's good for washing machine too. Eh? Hmm. Mama Shakara, me too now. Brightex detergent, I go to use to wash all my clothes now. So that I go to shine, shine and scent, scent and make Shakara like you so. <laughs> Brightex White Detergent, a quality product from NASCO. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. Welcome back. This is the NASCO Moment Show. We have been discussing with Corps Commander Patricia Emodi, Plateau State Sector Commander, Federal Road Safety Corps, on keeping the road safe through sustained public awareness. Now, um, before we went on break, we were talking about attitude and we we're returning again to the issue of the attitude. How would you assess the attitude of road uh, users and also their attitude to the operations of the FRSC? Oh, truly, truly very poor. You know, generally, there's this apathy against uniform persons. Once people see anybody in uniform, 
they are taken as enemies, whereas they should actually be your friends. Because the reason the Everest person is on the road is to ensure you that you have safe drive. You get from point one to point, point, point B. It's quite a lot of problem for us having to see people uh, obey traffic rules. In, 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 in uh, other climbs, once people cite people in uniform, especially uh, uh, traffic officers, of their own accord, they slow down. But what do you have here? People see road safety people on road, and the next thing they accelerate. And because they always think that every time you see a road safety person, he wants to arrest you. But that's not correct. Sometimes the road safety person only wants to give you information. We have had instances where there was a crash ahead, and the road safety men were on the road warning people from going, and drivers would just come and wave them away and continue. And what would they, they would run into the already bad situation. So we have we are appealing to people. To, to cooperate, not to ever see road safety people as enemies. We are your friends. We are their friends. We are there on the roads for them. If there were no road users, of course there would be no road safety. Mm. All right. Now, uh, we earlier rolled out statistics of road accidents in the first six months of this year. And these figures and uh, associated fatalities should scare anyone sure. listening, listening to them. What has been your experience with the attitude of road users to such scary figures? Do you have an assessment? And also, do you have an assessment of the accident rate in Plateau State? Yes. Most of it occur along Hawan Kibo. We do agree that the, the roads are not too good, the roads are windy, and a lot of people are not informed. So most of the crashes happen along that axis, and usually at night. And we, we from, our, from our investigations, because we do have an accident investigation unit, from our investigations, most of it occur because of speed. And that's why FRIC has embarked on the campaign for the use of speed-limiting devices. These devices are supposed to crush the speed because they are, they are fitted on the vehicles and once you exceed the speed, the vehicle will naturally of its own come to the prescribed speed. But people don't want it because people are in a hurry, especially towards these ember months. You know, people think that, oh, I, I had dreams in January. I haven't, I haven't actualized the things I dreamt of. So everybody's in a hurry, especially the commercial drivers. And we're appealing to them to calm down. What will be, will be. If you have not made anything, probably it's, it's, not, it's, it's not the way God wants it for you. And you can always make it calmer. Mm. Now, earlier on, you said people are not informed. Why is that so? One, I won't be surprised if a lot of people will not be listening to what we're doing now. I have, we have had experiences where you go to the motor parks. It's one of our mandates to go talk to people at targeted areas, the motor parks. And you go there, and people, there's, there's, there's this nonchalant attitude. People just walk away. People, even governments, a lot of people don't care about road safety issues. Because I think it's, um, it's like abstract. We are telling somebody you need to be safe. Until it happens, nobody really cares. So that's part of the, but that's part of the, the, the problem. And sometimes, you know, our religious attitude too, we just feel like it's the way God wants it. But I think that God wants, us, wants for us to live and live well. And that's why Christ is on the road. Hmm. Um, can you um, describe the nature of such accidents being recorded in Plateau State? And we've mentioned some specific locations. If we could, yes. have, if we could have more and some routes and areas which you have identified as being prone to accidents. I would also like to know what measures that uh, the Corps is taking in this regard. Yeah, like, like I said earlier, we have um, improved our operational activities. We have deployed more men, especially during this season, to those accident-prone areas. And we have uh, injected more vehicles. 
On the plate right now, we have about 800 regular marshals and about 250 special marshals. And we have about 22 vehicles all over the states. And we have extended activities till up to 8 p.m. in the evening. Mm. And we have, um, we have our telephone numbers open for people when there's a crash anywhere. Because our response time is 15 minutes. If we get a call in 15 minutes, there's an FRS sitting there. So we have this um, emergency crash call um, number. It is toll-free, 122. All you need to do is call the number, tell us the location, and just give us a land, a land, a land uh, mine, something that can tell us, a, a milestone, something to tell us where it really happened. I okay. will be there in 15 minutes. Okay. An accident-prone area, you said, is Hawankibo. Are there other places? Well, that's where we have about 60 to 70% of all the crashes in Plateau State. And then a few of them towards Lantang and Panshin area. And interestingly, um, the metropolis around the roundabouts. And I think that is attributable to the fact that people do not obey traffic rules. By traffic regulations, the person inside the, inside the roundabout has the right of way. But here people don't do it. People think that once you are coming from the straight road, you should just go into the roundabout. And the people are not courteous. We don't, they, they don't, they, drivers don't show courtesy to, to one another. And everyone wants to claim the right of way. It's only the living that can talk about the right of way. For instance, you find a, a bus, maybe a, a, a small bus, competing on the road in the roundabout that's already in, on a slope with a truck. And you can never really tell how good the braking system of any vehicle is. So people must learn to display a lot of caution and uh, restrain when they drive their vehicles. Yes, but it seems like a lot of drivers of huge vehicles uh, actually do not obey traffic rules. They don't care that the other driver they has really right of way. They really don't. Mm. They really don't. They, and, but when we find them, we book them, just like we book all other, all other uh, driver users of, 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 the, of the road. Okay. But for us, they're really a problem. Okay. Can, you, can you enlighten our listeners on some of the things that constitute traffic offenses? Let me start from the least one. From the way a driver holds his drive is steering. Both hands while you're driving should be on the on the steering. In a position we would like to describe as um, 10 to 2. That is almost opposite each other, both hands. It's only when the driver is going to engage his gear that he should remove his hand from the steering. But what do we have? You have people eating. It's an offense to eat while you're driving. It's an offense to make phone calls while you're driving. It's an offense to carry a child in between you and the steering and people do all of these things. Then we have one thing that's so prevalent right now on the plateau, people hopping, uh, um, hopping lanes. The speed lane, which is the inner lane, is for overtaking. Even within the city, people should drive continuously on the right, the far right, which is the service lane. But people don't do that. And it is an offense to keep traffic behind you when you are on the speed lane. And you are dying with the common knowledge that beating traffic lights, which is so common on the plate too, is an offense. Now, it seems that there is a lot that needs to be done in terms of educating people on traffic offenses. But we'll continue this uh, program when we return from this break. It's still the NASCO Moment Show. And today we are talking about road safety compliance measures through sustained public awareness. Please join us again. Sugar, let's go kill sugar, let's go kill sugar. 
cube sugar is pleasantly sweet and can be used in tea, coffee, pap, and a variety of cereals and beverages. Nasco cube sugar can be taken at any time of the day. And what's more, each cube delivers a sweet taste and experience. Really? Nasco cube sugar is fortified with vitamin A and dissolves fast. Nasco cube. Mmm. Nasco cube sugar. Sugar. For that sweet taste. Nasco cube. Nasco Cube Sugar, another quality product from Nasco. Thank you for staying tuned to your darling Nasco Moment show. Our guest is Corps Commander Patricia Emodi, and she has been sharing her thoughts on keeping the road safe through sustained awareness. Now, it is observed that officers of the Corps seem very focused on checking vehicle particulars, uh, even though it is important. Why is there no sustained focus on other aspects of road safety? such as traffic control in high-density areas, instant and regular clearance of the highways of broken-down vehicles, uh, heavy-duty equipment which are deliberately parked on highways, such as in Farangada and uh, Bauchi Road. You'll agree that these practices do constitute a hazard to other road users. Let me start by saying that we have two sets of offences, the primary offences and the second, secondary offences. The primary offences are the offences you see from afar. Just looking at the driver and seeing him drive his vehicle, you notice the offences straight away. For instance, you have um, um, broken windscreen, cracked windscreen, the way the driver holds his steering, okay? The non-use of seatbelt, broken lights in, in front, not complying with um, informing other road users of, in, of intention. Like, when the driver is going to turn, he should put on his trafficator some 40 meters before he turns. If that is noticed, and by the way, let me let you know, the FRC can arrest you for an intention to break the rule. Not but actually then, just breaking yes, the rule. Yes, For instance, you are approaching a major road that is a one-way drive, and you trafficate. Even if you don't trafficate, you turn the front of your vehicle towards the left, which is driving against traffic. You have not actually driven against traffic. It's an offense, an attention, because you would have given the wrong education or information to the man behind you. It's an offense. Now, having said that, it is not true that we focus on checking our vehicle papers. It is part of our mandate to ensure that vehicles are properly registered. It's part of our mandate to ensure that people carry valid driver's licenses. Nobody with an expired license should be on the road because we believe that an expired license and not having it are the same problem. Because if you were still doing well, you would go and renew your, your, your driver's license. Now, what happens is when an FIC person, officer, has cited an offense and stopped you based on the primary offense, he has a right to now ask you, Where are your documents? If you have your documents, he will book you without impounding your vehicle. And I think most of the times it is because they want to be nice so they don't impound your vehicle that they actually ask you for your papers. You understand? And then the issue of um, broken down vehicles. Yes, right now we are constrained by equipment. We don't actually have um, a tow truck, but wherever we see any broken down vehicles on the plateau, we walk hand in hand with the VIOs who avail us their. Um, um, tow truck and the vehicles are removed immediately. Again, we want to appeal to members of the public. We can't be everywhere. Once you see those things, call this number 
It's our precious number. Call the number and say, look, there's a broken down vehicle somewhere. It happened about three days ago in Rio. A member of the public just called. And in, in 20 minutes, we were there to remove the broken down truck with the VIO's um, truck. And then uh, you ask another question about um, why don't we go to a uh, high-density area? We do. But the truth is, we cannot be everywhere. Again, that is where our special marshals come in. The ones you see with the blue kids mm. and their numbers. Okay. Now let's talk about driver's license. Yes. The processing of driver's license is so slow. What is responsible for that? Slow, slow. Nothing good comes easy. Yeah. You know, we want to shut, we want to shut people out from a lot of um, um, unsavory things that they do. You know, in the past, people could just get to somebody and say, oh, I know you, I can I get a license? You stay at home, you get your license. Everybody says, no, let us get it right. And that is why, if you are a new applicant, you must go to a driving school. Well, a lot of people got their driver's licenses for the wrong reasons. I have been to um, um, a bank, and a blind man came in with a driver's license a couple of years ago. That was quite embarrassing for me, because obviously for me, I was in my uniform. So it was like, ah, look at these real people. Now they give um, um, blind people driver's license. You understand? Because for some people, the driver's license is basically an identification um, item. But no, we are saying, even though it should be an identification item, you must go through the process. So for a new applicant, you go first. The first one of call is a driving school. By the way, we have accredited driving schools. They have already accredited the schools. Okay? And we have about um, uh, 10 of them on the plate. I don't have the list here when I read them to you. But if you go to our office or you go to the Board of Eternal Revenue, you will see the list of accredited driving schools. Go to any of the schools. You get registered for 26 sessions, after which they run a test for you. From the driving school, the applicant goes to the VIO. It is the VIO who does the test, the driving test, to say, yes, you are qualified. And then he recommends the category you should be issued. From there, he gives you a, a certificate of proficiency, with which you now go to the FRSC office, the driver's license center. We have about three of them in the state. We have one in Shendam, we have one in Bukuru, and we have one at um, in, uh, on the, on the, uh, on, on the, on the, in the metropolis where you have the Board of Eternal Revenue. You get there and you do what you call the physical capture. Your biometrics are taken. Your details, everything about you is taken. And thereafter, you are issued a temporary driver's license. This temporary driver's license will last for three months, all things being equal. You know, these things have to do with the internet. Sometimes, no network and stuff like that. But the truth of the matter is the FRC is doing a lot to upgrade her system. And so it's, a, it's, it's faster these days. But let me tell you something. Interestingly, people will process their licenses and never go back. To, take the, to, take, to get the license. They never go back. As I speak to you, you have over 1,600 driver's licenses unclaimed. It's because, you know, sometimes you may wonder if it is because you don't have a specific time frame. Say, okay, come back on social, come back after three months. You mm. go back after three months, it's not yet ready. Mm. So the process of going back and it's not ready actually keeps people away. Yeah, but you keep trying. Since you don't have an alternative to the driver's you keep trying. Which is better? To keep trying or to be arrested. Okay. Now, um, can Sorry, you... For, 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 the, for renewal, you don't have to go to the, the FRIC office. You don't have to. 
You just go to FRIC website www.frc.gov.ng. You get to the license uh, platform and you fill your form there. There's a what they call the bypass. Once you have done your payment, your license will come. The, the, the card, the original card, will come after one or two months. So once it is time for renewal, there's no need for there's physical no need. capture there's again. No, there's a bypass. This is news to me. Yes, there's right. a bypass. You don't have to. That's why I said people don't listen. We've been talking about these things. People are not interested. All right. I think that's about all we have time for. Thank you very much, Corps Commander you. Patricia Modi, for your value time and insights on the program today. Thank you very much. Okay. And also in what you do to keep the road safe through sustained public awareness. To the listener, this is where we end this week's NASCO Moments radio show. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash group or follow the program on Twitter on the handle at NASCO Group. You can freely send any feedback on any aspect of this NASCO Moments radio show to the email marketing at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. Our NASCO Moments trivia question segment is here. The question for today is, name three out of the three core mandates of the Federal Road Safety Commission, FRSC. Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777 and include your name and location. Last week, the question was, what is the full meaning of NERC? The answer is Nigeria Electricity Regulatory Commission. Our winners are Miracle Christopher and Ajay Gabriel from Abattoir. Congratulations, you will be contacted and told how to claim your prizes. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO and it was created by Unimark Limited, marketing communications consultants. Executive producers, NASCO Marketing Department. Producer, Harun Audu. Research and content development, George Pam, Ignatius Usa, and Harun Audu. Production coordinator, Solomon Audu. I'm Hudung Gang. Drive your car or ride your tricycle with care and due regard for other road users. You have but one life. And join us again next week for another exciting episode. Do stay out of trouble.